Sometimes in life, a man finds himself on the right side of the line, where the skies open up and drown out the dust and dirt of a beaten down soul. The grasses bulge with green and the trees boast a towering shadow. And then, those same skies slam the door in your face and send the sun to laugh at you and the parched burrow you rode in on. You are on the wrong side of the line. Life never stays on one side of that line. And that's why I'm here, to keep you in line. A line we call the dry line. The dry line. The dry line. Welcome you to the third episode of the Dryline Farmer Podcast. Once again, I'm your host, Brent Carlson. I take this time to thank you for listening to those first two episodes. And to show our appreciation, we're going to give you a third episode. That's a heck of a return on your investment right there. Before we go any further, we're going to open up this podcast and show you all the different avenues you can download this bad boy at. First of all, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher. Tune in. I had hell getting my Google Play to work on my iPhone. Turns out, Google Play won't work on your iPhone since there's a little bit of a competition going on between Android and the iOS operating systems. I know, crazy. But we just wanted to let you know that we're available there and all those different sources. Also, you can usually find us at Trader Brent. How about you can find us there all the time? at Trader Brand on Twitter. We're still working on our Facebook page because it's just, it's excruciating for me to start a new Facebook page, even though it's really not that hard. I just have a hard time getting excited about it. So hey, you've got all those different avenues. There's not one reason you can't find us. There shouldn't be. I hope there's not, but there you go. Anyway, we want to welcome you back. Hey, we've covered a few topics already. I think we might have talked about farming once or twice. I promise we're going to get more into it. It's just I come across these ideas, and most of these ideas do come across through my ag friends, my farmer friends. But uh, it's just it's just too hard to pass. I mean, how can you pass up tattoos? I mean, once again, I've said through those first two episodes, I have no problem with your tattoos, okay? You know, we're coming up on the second part of our tattoo segment. And once again... I have thought about getting a tattoo many times, just never went through with it. You can call it for what you want. Maybe I'm just a pansy or just can't commit. I mean, I got married. I mean, that's got to show some committal. Sometimes you feel like you should be committed. That's just one of the many topics we're going to be covering. Today, hey, let me give you a little preview of today. Okay, I already said once, we're going to complete our tattoo take. All right, yeah, we're going to go ahead this week. We're going to give our predictions on what your tattoo might look like, say, after a few years of aging, maybe 30 to 40 years of aging. I mean, let's all be honest, that beautiful skin you've got, probably not going to keep the same texture, composure, and tightness that we all enjoy in our youth. Okay, so we're going to get into a little bit of that, finish up with that, and just hopefully everybody has a good time with it, because once again, we're not talking bad about anybody's tattoos. That is great, wonderful, self-expression, more power to you. So that's going to come on a little later on. And uh, what we've really been chomping at the bit to get at, is, and it's going to go into our Ag Twitter segment. And the reason it's going to be there is because of the awesome women in the Ag Twitter segment, in the Ag Twitter universe, I should say. But I said last week, I got accused, I 
popped in on some political uh, fight, and somebody brought in a headline, and they went. <laughs> they said it was this and that, and all I said was, that's not what it says. And within like five to ten seconds, I got a reply that said, well, gee, thanks for mansplaining it for us. <laughs> oh, you ain't even heard the half of it there, sweetheart. And you know what? I didn't even say that. I didn't type it anyway. But we have more than just one problem of being called a mansplainer. I mean, we don't really have a problem with it. We have a more problem with the word. So today, we're not only going to go after the word mansplaining or even the act of it, but mostly the word. And we're going to tell you why we think the dictionary is full of crap. That's right. I said it. Oh, oh, it's the dictionary. Oh, I didn't know that was the Bible. Well, apparently it is to some people, because the dictionary can't be wrong. It's the Pope of literature. It's infallible. Well, I beg to differ. So we're going to get into that today. And we're going to add a couple new segments. Uh, we're going to have a commodity report, more like a livestock report, down from the Big Lake Cattle Mark. We're going to bring in Dan Glee, and he's going to give us our latest uh, update on how those cattle are selling down there in Big Lake, Texas. We're really going to enjoy it. He's, a, he's kind of a kooky guy. He's one of them old cattle buyers. So we're going to hear from him, uh, see what all he thinks. He's going to break down that cattle on feed report we had. Uh, so just more, more falderall than you can just ever imagine. So stay tuned. Here in a minute, we're going to have our resident Weather Ombre Rick, Radar Ricardo, he's going to give us a little update this weekend's weather. So stay tuned. We'll be right back after this message. Let me ask you a question. Are you trying to buzz out that contrary carriage bolt with your favorite cordless impact? And if you did, that damn thing spin out, forcing you to hold down that razor sharp head with your bare index finger, only to slice your digit right down to the bone. Well, if you answered yes, before you even clawed up and stopped bleeding, I want you to call me Joe Brickner, attorney at law. There's no way you could have known that razor edge carriage bolt spinning at 2,000 revolutions per minute with the aid of your brand new three horsepower cordless impact wrench. You never knew that could turn your number one finger into a mangled up science experiment or roadkill. Well, call me Joe Brickner. Because you may be waiting for a big old payment. Because there's only one thing you need to remember. It's not your fault. That hardware manufacturer who carelessly built that hand-slicing bolt never thought once about well-being of the great American farmer who turns that bolt with care. I never once thought to put on a warning telling this great American hero that after acres and acres of being worn down by that Iowa bottomland muck, that the head of this foreign-made carriage bolt would turn into a spinning rotor of death. You call your friend, Joe Brickner, and just remember this one thing. It's not your fault. Call me now, your good buddy, Joe Brickner, because at Joe Brickner, we're your farm accident advocate, because it's never your fault, ever. We'll get the compensation you deserve. Call now, one 800 it's not my fault. 
Also, if you have me so daily, I'm going to give us a call too. Hey, thank you, Brad. Ricardo De La Serio reporting for the Charlotte Informer Podcast. Your weekend weather, a Friday, uh, 61, eh, not too hot, not too cold, just right there in the medio. Because Saturday is my whore, 76. It's quinceanera Saturday, you get out there and have yourself a good time. Because Friday was great, but Sunday, uh-oh, it's sprinkles. And that's just not an ice cream. It's going to be a double nickel high of 55. Hey, our sponsor this week, it's your good buddy, your farm accident advocate, it's your breaker. Hey, did you just turn your pizza finger into a big old mess of menudo? You didn't hold that pizza boat down with your finger, did you? Yeah, I know, my script takes too much time. You call your buddy Show Brinkler. He's your friend. And remember, it's shows, it's never your fault. Hey, friend, as always, it's been a pleasure. Back to you. Well, hey, thanks, Ricky. That's always just, you do a great job on that weather report. But to be honest, I'm kind of glad we only give you the weekend uh, forecast because if you did all seven days, I'm afraid you'd have some guys wearing some coats there there during July 4th. Hey, um, our next contributor, he's new to the program, but he's not new to the cattle business. He's been working sale barns for 50 years. Dan Lee. He is the one of the best. He, he gets out there and he gets those cattle sold. He also gets them bought. He goes to feed yards. You need a buyer. You call Dan Glee. He's based down there in West Texas in Big Lake, Texas. He's going to be down there at the Big Lake Cattle Mart here this afternoon. He's going to give us a market report. I know we had a cattle on feed report here earlier in the day. Uh, uh, Actually, I guess it was last week, and uh, the market's playing it out today here on a Monday and a Tuesday. So, uh, hey, Dan, we're sure glad to have you. Just a really honor. I know how long you've been in the cattle business, 40, 50 years. My goodness, Dan, welcome to the show. Tell us a little bit about it. Hey, thanks for a day. Dan Blee down here at the Big Lake Cattle Market, Big Lake, Texas. Hey, Brent, we're going to have a hell of a run of cattle down here. We got here, we got here. Damn, we even got some meat nanny goats coming down in here next week. We're going to have anything and everything you want. Hey, before we go any further, let's get to that cattle on feed report that came out last week. 103% placement. Hell. 101% marketing over the five-year hours. I got one word for you, Brent. Bulls. Because, hell, if you think that's true, you can go down there and market 104% of my ass down at Huntsville Prison if you think that's true. Hell, they had the board down the limit. Down the limit on Monday. It was $5 higher this week. Trucking weights are chilling. Now, I ain't going to say much about them three weights. Hell, heifers. Hell, they're $5 back of them steers. Hell, they usually got them $10 back. Yeah. What? Uh, what? I, hang on. For yeah, the way I want chicken fried steak. Hell no, I don't want that gravy on the side. You bathe it in that damn stuff. Put it on there, but, uh, oh, our curb sorry about that, Brent. Hey, that's Louie, she's a, hell, she's a tinker waitress down here at the cafe. Hell of a damn good gal. She got an ass that can fold a buyer's card in half. It's just a damn shame some, her old face looks like somebody poured Ivermec all over it. But I tell you what, she does a hell of a chicken fried. Hey, Brent, back here to the sale. I tell you what, it's going to be a hell of a run this week. We got more damn cattle than you can shake a 
stick at. You just got to watch them damn old new cattle buyers. Hell, they 20 years old. Hell, they use their team ropers turn cattle buyers. Hell, yeah, they think their assets are so special. They probably wash their hands before they take a dump. Anyway, Brett, hey, I guess that's just the way it goes sometimes. Hey, Brett, come on down here. You tell all your friends. You tell your family. We're going to give you, we'll market your cattle for We'll market the piss out of them cattle for you, Brent. You bring them on down to the Big Lake Cattle Mart. We'll give you a fair shake. Hey, this is Dan Lee, Big Lake, Texas. Back to you. Hey, Danny, thanks for that market report. Hey, just want to say once again how we appreciate you being in that business 40 to 50 years. You've really done a whole lot for the cattle industry over these last few decades. So you just keep up that hard work and don't give those old new cattle buyers too hard a time. Hey, you started out once too. Poor old Luann. Hey, I've had her chicken fried. It's just pretty good stuff. Okay, let's get into our second part to be continued part of tattoos. Last week we touched on... uh, why we didn't have a problem with your tattoos and it was perfectly fine to get to tattoos but once again here is that disclaimer brent doesn't have a problem with you or your tattoo but just don't be surprised when you get a second look from people who don't have tattoos or see your tattoo in places you wouldn't really normally see stuff like that so anyway this week we're gonna get gonna get into what we think your tattoo might look like over the years of hard labor and hard partying Well, we figured after the first years of the 21st century when you got that tattoo, your skin was nice and taut, nice and supple, just primed for artwork. Well, for the moment, let's pretend it's now the year 2057. That's exactly 40 years from the broadcast of this podcast. So I would recommend you save this episode somewhere safe, put it in the vault, where you and your grandchildren can easily find it and listen to the prophecy you are about to hear. Now, let's start with the most basic locations of tattoos. Let's talk about that barbed wire circumventing your now drooping bicep. Remember, it's the year 2057. Now, ladies, I got some bad news for you. You're going to be a little more in trouble than the dudes. And let me be clear, I respect old ladies. I mean, I love my grandma. But their poor biceps, they're now in a state where we term it inverted. They're no longer perched up on top of the comical humorous bone. Heyo! No, unfortunately, the joke is on them, because these striations of strength are now pulled down by the forces of gravity, like a drop of water, futilely holding onto the edge of the frost-free hydrant you refused to replace last winter. And that drawing of the barbed wire? Well, it looks something eerily similar to chemtrails that some drunken pilot left scribbled across a cirrus-clouded sky. Ah, isn't that beautiful? And this barbed wire that was once stretched tight like a brand new five wire fence you got cost shared with the NRCS? Yeah, it now looks like the barbed wire you broke with your sprayer boom and tried to fix with the cheapest come along you could find. Brent doesn't have a problem with you or your tattoo. This wire couldn't keep in the smushiest piece of roadkill you've ever seen on the highway. And men, your arm wire? Well, the prognosis isn't as bad, but it's probably still gonna look like some flabby arm mess of coiled up, spliced up, and kinked up slick wire you just knew would go another year. Now, let's move down the arm a little bit, down to that elbow. You thought it'd be cool to get that spider web stamped on your elbow. Hey, it was cool at the time. I mean, it's the year 2057 and it still looks like a web, but now it looks like the spider got eaten by a frog and got spit back onto that web. Brent doesn't have a problem with you 
or your tattoo. So it's kind of a win-lose. You still have the web, but now it looks like you have an ink blot stain that nobody's going to ever be able to decipher. Okay, let's go back to that time you went into that heavy metal goth kind of stage where you got a skull penciled in on the back of your neck. Now, honestly, did that even seem like a good idea at the time, let alone now in 2057? Of course, it doesn't really matter. I mean, it's there. It's not going anywhere. Maybe you got really scary and made the eyeballs look like the flaming gates of hell. Well, this tat will go from being scary to educational, at least for some medical students, because now your once evil-looking cranium with flaming pupils will now look like a bald-headed old man who is going through concussion protocol with a bad case of pink eye. Brent doesn't have a problem with you or your tattoo. He will soon wonder if you were in concussion protocol when you got this tattoo. Okay, and now what about that time you went out to San Fran, went to Chinatown, and got one of those Mandarin symbols of peace on your back, right in between those shoulder blades that are now sticking out like two sickle sections broke off on your weed header? Oh, you were so worldly then. This tattoo actually might gain attributes after 40 years of traversing the earth, because now you're probably stooped over a little bit like the hunchback that we all know and love, thereby stretching out your Chinese literature tattoo into a three-dimensional symbol of war, kind of like an Asian bat signal. And now your shoulder blades complete the tattoo, since they do kind of resemble bat wings now anyway. Brent doesn't have a problem with you or your tattoo. Now, since we're talking about the backside, we can't go any further without breaking down the ever-popular tramp stamp we talked about last week. Or to be politically correct, the lower back tat? Something like that. Hey, most any man would be lying if he said he didn't appreciate a good stamp. I mean, a good stamp is really attractive and sensual to men. I mean, you can't look away. It's a song of the sirens, if you will, if you know your Greek mythology. Now, an Indian art piece, or the ever-popular butterfly, and one I just noticed last week, an owl looking straight ahead. These are all popular stamps. Now, if you get a stamp that is a word or some diabolical phrase to appreciate it yourself, wouldn't you have to get it written backwards since the only way you'll ever be able to see it is in a mirror? Like, you know, ambulance is written backwards on an ambulance's hood? as if the sirens and flashing red lights don't give it away anyway. Okay, let's start with that Indian art print you got inked. I commend you on your propagation of American history and your appreciation for Native American culture, even though you don't really look anything like a Cherokee or a Seminole. On the flip side, your once courageous art piece now looks like aggressive tire treads on your two-wheel drive John Deere 4240. And the tire, let's be honest, was probably flat at the time as well. And that beautiful monarch butterfly that stretched its wings from love handle to love handle? Well, it now resembles an old crow that got juiced in a three-phase transformer that then tripped the fuses so you couldn't water through dicamba-resistant soybeans that you will later spray and ruin your neighbor's non-dicamba-resistant soybeans. Brent doesn't have a problem with you or your tattoo. So it's kind of a lose-lose on that one. Damn, it started out nice, though. And that owl that was looking out like a sentinel? Like the sentinel you were in FFA? looking straight ahead and at attention. Well, now its eyes are looking down with a terrified, yet interested look as to what will come out this time. Okay, that's probably enough. Hey, we hope you appreciate this take on tattoos. Once again, we don't have a problem, but just expect it to be different in the future.
Well, hey, we're going to move into the next segment, our favorite segment, Ag Twitter. Here we go. That's right. Ag Twitter, your go-to one-stop shop for everything farming and fun. Yeah, you write that on a bumper sticker. Well, anyway, we said last week Brent got accused of being a, quote, mansplainer. That's right. It's First of all, it's some stupid word that somebody made up and thought they could put it in the dictionary and make it socially acceptable. Well, as you would imagine, this stupid word didn't come from a polite, decent, and loving ag Twitter female. No, it was one of those farmer haters. Well, anyway, I got into a notorious political fight that I have finally taught myself that nobody wins. Nobody. Not you, not the person on the other side, not your dog, not your cat, no one. The best you can hope for is you get off a good one-liner and completely hack off the other side and you get blocked. That's all you really hope for when you're on Twitter after all anyway. Well, nonetheless, this chick from the other side was quoting some headline she read. Okay, headline, it was pretty poorly written. And she was saying it says this and this and such and such. Well, I said, that's not what it says. And oh crap, it's almost like I told this chick to go back to the kitchen because she exploded. Anyway, in this falderall of interaction, I got called a mansplainer. Yeah, that's right. Well, I started ranting to my ag Twitter friends. Anyway, well, one gal, one lady. Wait, let me correct myself. This girl woman is a deity. She's actually a goddess. You know how I know? Because it's in her Twitter handle. It is her Twitter handle. It's at Goddess of Grain. Most everybody knows her. She's Angie Setzer. She only had one line, and that's all it took. My blood pressure dropped, and my attitude went up. Win-win. So, I was ranting a rave about the mansplaining. She comes in with a, so, do you know what mansplaining is? Or should I woman slain it for you? Ho-ho! Straight fire, Angie. That's a hot one. Like, seriously, that's a hot one. Because you misspelled... I figure you meant to say woman splain, but woman slain is even better because you slay that up and down and around the corner. So I just quit the debate because I knew I wasn't going to win. All I can say is, thank you, Angie. This leads me into my main point of this ag Twitter outfit. Stupid words like mansplain or combinations of words. So for this actual segment, we're going to focus on two commonly used stupid word combinations and that is the gate suffix and the porn suffix okay the gate first you all know it the original the granddaddy watergate it brought down america's whatever numbered president but it brought him down to his knees all the way to resignation well for some great and wonderful idea people thought it would be great to add this suffix to other scandals that went on like in the political world you fast forward a few years maybe 20 to the Monica gate. We all remember that purple dress. How about current times, where everybody sounds like a fifth grader when they say it? That's right, you got it. Wiener gate. What about the sports world? They're not immune. Deflate gate? Your ball's a little saggy? It's a deflate gate. How about, this is a little unknown one, how about nap gate? Ken Griffey Jr. accused of sleeping in the clubhouse. Why don't we call it a nap gate? Or even better, let's go back to fifth grade. Toilet gate. This involves some bad mother chess players over in Russia. That's right, they've got bad ones over there. 
And now for, these are actually, actually, I looked these up. These are actually gates. This is the stupid category. Nipple gate. You remember that? J Justin Timberlake and Michael Jackson's sister. How about one you probably haven't heard of? Fajita gate. Where two cops, yeah, yeah. They beat up a dude over some beef fajitas over in California. Okay, let's go back to, well, this is probably junior high. Nutgate. Just Google it. Look it up. I don't have time. Okay, this one is for all our ag folks. All of us farmers. This is an actual real thing. It should be political. Heck, it could be in every category, but it's actually a southern hemisphere gate. That's right. You guessed it. Corn gate. Where some American evil GMO corn seed made it to a shipment down into New Zealand. And the entire Kiwi nation lost their mind. So much so that they decided to name it Corn Gate. And as you imagine, nothing came of it because nobody has proven anything that GMOs do anything negative to people. The only thing they do to people is feed them and feed them much more easily and feed them in abundance. Okay, that's solved. Now to the next suffix, porn. Now you kind of have to fast forward to at least hopefully senior year of high school before you really know this one. But all the different porns there are. Food porn, car porn, tractor porn, Twitter porn, ag Twitter porn. I don't know what you're getting out of that stuff, but you've got an issue if you get a little flush, hot and bothered when you see a 4240 twiddling down the road. You call it tractor porn. Well, what if we combine the two stupid suffixes together? How about gate porn? What, does that chain going around that latch really do it for you? Okay, how about porn gate? Well, that's probably happened lots of times. If your mom ever walked in and found stuff under your mattress. Okay, let's get redundant. How about, and this is pretty farm relevant, how about gate gate? Somebody left the gate open. Well, I actually looked it up and there was an actual gate gate scandal. It wasn't in the farming community, but it was still stupid. Okay, how about just good old regular porn porn? You know, Playboy. That's just porn porn, isn't it? Yeah. Which leads us into our final point. Why the dictionary is full of crap. Because who invents words? People invent words. They write down a word. They say, hey, looks good. I'm freaking William Shakespeare. I'm going to send it to Webster's, even though nobody uses it anymore. Oh, well, you know why the dictionary is full of crap? Because if it wasn't full of crap, phone would be spelled with an F. And xylophone would say xylophone. It would say xylophone because an X does not sound like a Z. Yeah, that's right. That's some grammatical genius coming at you. So the next time somebody corrects you on your grammar or your syntax, yeah, give them the courtesy of GFY because they're just in another long list of people that probably made up their own words. So who's going to enforce it? That's what I want to know. That's right. Nobody. Anybody can say anything they want, anytime, anywhere. So hey, Ag Twitter, you're different. You're special. You go ahead and make up any word that you see fit because you ain't ever going to hear me say mansplaining. Angie, you go ahead and woman slay it all over the place. You're my gal. You're my protector. Oh, heck, you're our god at Goddess of Grain. If you need another plug, there you go, Angie. Hey, Ag Twitter, we love you. We're getting a little long in the tooth on this segment. You tune in next week. We'll have some more geniusosity, miracle mansplaining. 
What ifs? I think what ifs is such a cool word. How about this? Late. Isn't that so trendy? We love Ag Twitter, especially when we get to drop names on Ag Twitter that uh, drop names of people that have so many more followers than we do, like Angie, the goddess, the deity of grain, at goddess of grain. Hey, before we let you go, we can't get out of here without asking for a little favor. Go over to iTunes and give us a subscribe to the Dryland Farmer podcast. We're having fun. We we just want to keep you entertained out on that tractor, on that cotton strip, combine. Heck, even on that horse, I know you've got Bluetooth. Everybody's got a Bluetooth headset. And once again, I want to thank you for listening. And as ever, we will ask you, what side of the line are you on? The Dryline Farmer Podcast. Brought to you by Joe Brickner, your farm accident advocate. Also by the Big Lake Cattle Mart. Shout out Farmer Podcast, all right reserved, 2017.